0: of God. Of course, that's no surprise because we've been reading Matthew 8 and Matthew 9. Tonight, I'd like for us to go to verse 18. Verse number 18. Yesterday morning, the Lord worked a miracle and a leper was healed. Last night, the Lord worked a miracle and a lady Peter's wife's mother had a fever and the Lord touched her. If you believe it, say amen. And she got well. Now tonight, another, remember, Matthew collects 10 miracles and puts them in these two chapters. Uh, Tell you what I'm going to do tonight. I'm not going to read the text for time's sake, because we got more verses, we're going to look at it one verse at a time, and uh, we will begin at verse eighteen. And if you won't panic, we're going through verse twenty-seven. <laughs> y'all all right? Uh, now, verse eighteen, Matthew. Now, when Jesus. Saw the great multitudes about him. We've talked about that. See if I get an amen. Jesus has a magnetic personality. Yeah. Yeah. He draws people unto himself. And that's uh, Jesus saw great multitudes about him, but here he does something very unusual. He gave commandment to depart. To the other side. That needs some explanation. He's on one side of the Sea of Galilee. And he wants to go to the other side. Of the Sea of Galilee. He gave a commandment to depart. To the other side. They're going to get in a boat. They're going to sail. It's not far. Eight, ten miles. Across. The Sea. Of Galilee. I think I want to say something there he's getting away from the crowds that boat won't hold a lot of people his disciples and himself and they're going to the other side I have to tell you something in these ten miracles Matthew collects and you've noticed it it's not ten in a row Every now and then Jesus says something between the miracles. He sandwiches, that's a word I'll use. He sandwiches little, listen to this, discipleship lessons between these miracles. We talked about it today for a few minutes, preacher. And uh, tonight, we're going to enjoy one of those sandwiches. We're going to look at one of those in-between Situations. It also contains a miracle, so it counts. A lesson on discipleship. All right, I need to say something. Getting saved is one thing. I hope I get about three amens. Being a disciple is another thing. Everybody that is saved is not automatic. A disciple. Right. The word disciple essentially one who follows the Lord. Oh, I hate to say it. I don't even want to admit it. Been some people at least to say they got saved. Maybe they did. I'm not the judge. But two weeks later a month later give them a benefit. A year later they weren't following Jesus. Yeah. This message is about potential discipleship. Now, I'm going to make a statement. I'm not going to do this or beg you for it. I'm just going to see how you act. I want to be a disciple. I want to be a good disciple of my Lord. This is what Jesus is doing. He's leaving the crowds going across the sea to be with his disciples. He's cutting his congregation size drastically. Right. No longer the multitudes. He wants to be with that few who have sold out to follow him. I thank God for the crowds. Uh, wouldn't bother me if the building was slapped full tonight. Right. Chairs down the aisles. Oh, yeah. Maybe having to position them down the hallway. That wouldn't bother me a bit. But right now, it's the way I'm going to look at this service we got a congregation not as big as the multitudes right. we've got a congregation of people brag on yourselves when I get through with this sentence we got a congregation of people who want to follow Jesus right. Right. Okay. we cut from the crowds to y'all you and me a discipleship sermon are y'all okay with that yeah. mm-hmm. let's get the next verse here it would be verse, uh, verse nineteen. Am I right? Verse nineteen. Y'all help me. And a certain scribe. Okay, Jesus hadn't got on the boat yet. He's fixing to get on the boat. Let's go to the other side. And a certain scribe came. That that word uh, uh, scribe. Uh, the Greek is grammatus. It is our word grammar. He is a scholar of Mosaic law. He is a brilliant man. Uh, We talk about the Ten Commandments. The rabbis have counted them. From Genesis to Deuteronomy, there are 613 commandments. If you add them all up, that's a lot of commandments. This guy, I guarantee you, he knew every one of them. He could quote them by memory. And a certain scribe came and said unto him, he said unto Jesus, Master, I will follow thee. Remember, a disciple is one who follows. I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Wow. Brilliant mind, Jesus, I'm just going to follow you anywhere you go. Mark me down, I'll. There. Isn't that in essence what he said? All right, let me be Jesus PR man a minute. Sign him up. He said, I'll follow you wherever you go. That's what we're looking for. Right. Uh, uh, put him on the list. Make him a disciple. My goodness, give him the best seat in the house. Uh, so far, all Jesus has got, fishermen, not the, not the fisherman. And uh, he just got more common men right. who love him. And now somebody with a Ph.D. degree. Yeah. I'll follow you wherever you go. But here's the funny thing. Maybe we can figure it out. The Lord doesn't get excited right. about this man. Mm-hmm. I would have. But the Lord doesn't. Look at the next verse. Listen to what Jesus told him. Lord, I'll follow you anywhere you go. Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man, that's Jesus' favorite name for himself, the Son of Man, hath not where to lay his head. And, preacher, look, Jesus drops with such. Jesus never says to this Potential disciple. You're in. Right. I'm excited. I'll go with you wherever. I think he was thinking Hilton. Yeah. Maybe Hyatt House. Uh, Jesus said you need to know something. Foxes have got a place to sleep tonight. And the birds do too. But just know, I don't have anywhere to lay my head. That is not the reaction I thought. I'll follow you wherever you go. thought the Lord would be excited. Well, you don't know, even you know where I'm going to be tonight. Okay, listen to me. It's a verse. We look on the outward appearance. Need an amen. But God looks on the heart. You don't reckon Jesus knew this man's heart, do you? Well, oh, that's the right answer. Jesus looked into his heart and he knew somebody say amen. Words are cheap. Right, Words right. are cheap. Mark me down. I'll be. He doesn't know it's going to lead to the cross. Right. I'll be with you. Jesus said, I doubt it. Yeah. I, I need to say this now. Getting saved is free. And need an amen. it's the gift of God. Right but now ladies and gentlemen discipleship is not free discipleship is liable to liable nothing it will cost us something if we're going to follow the footsteps of our Lord Jesus didn't get one bit excited about the sky I can hear him now Lord you'd be plumb lucky You'd be one, bless me, if you'd get, I'm a man of the mind. I've I got, you need me on your team. Jesus is not interested about our minds. I need mean an amen. Until he's got our hearts. Right. Oh, 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 one more thing. Look what the scribe called Jesus. Uh, verse 19. He said unto him, somebody give me the word. Master. Uh, 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 More, one more time, all together. He called him master. The Greek there is didaskalos. What does it mean, Brother Bagwell? Dot means to learn. It means teacher. He called Jesus teacher. What I'm about to say almost sounds mean, but that's not my intent. If all Jesus is to you is a teacher, if all he is to you is a teacher, this says, blunt, I don't want to be ugly, you'll die in your sins and go to hell. Right. Right. Because being a teacher is not enough. You've got to accept him as your savior. Right. you got to get washed in the blood of the Lamb. Master, yeah. nice, that tells us a lot. You didn't know him. Savior. Oh, oh, preacher you said you going not talk about discipleship and all you've done so far is talk about non-discipleship. Look what Matthew does. He gives a negative example before he teaches what discipleship really is. The Lord often does that. Uh, uh, Lord, John's disciples uh, John taught his disciples to pray. Would you teach us to pray? And remember the Lord said, I, I will, our Father, which already didn't have, him, have but before he gave the Lord's prayer, this is what he said. He said, I'll teach you how to pray, but be not as the right. hypocrites. Right. They pray, and they pray in public because they want to be seen. Right. Yeah. And, and they pray long prayers because they think the more you speak, the more you do. He gave a negative example before he gave the positive example. He, our father, which are He's doing the same thing here. Ladies, do they call it pedagogy? I think that's the science teaching. Jesus is following the same pattern negative and then positive. Y'all okay? Here's what I got. I got to say. Words are cheap. If you tell him you're going to do something, I need some amen. Please do it. Amen. Please do it. Let's, we've got to go to our, our next verse, which is uh, verse 21, isn't it? Verse 21. Y'all help me. Talk to me. Thank you, sir. Um, and another of his disciples said unto him, watch this fellow. Here's a second candidate. Lord, Lord, Suffer me first to go and bury my father. Jesus is recruiting disciples. And this fellow said, don't think about it. There really is something we need to do first. That word suffer means allow, let me first go bury my father. Hey, hey, I'm going to make an announcement. This man, he don't stand a chance with Jesus. Jesus, said, let me first. Jesus don't go for that. Let me do something else for him. He don't stand a chance. And it's sure as I'm standing in front of you tonight, the one I thought was in is out. And the one I thought was out is in. Right go figure the Lord does some things that surprise me sometimes Amen. his ways are not our ways his ways are higher than our ways uh, yeah. You say, preacher how do you know how do you know this fellow's in and, and the Lord says something very startling here verse 22 Jesus said unto him now I'm gonna invert the order of the verse let the dead bury the dead. Lord, I, I, I I'd like to follow you, but first I gotta bury my dead. Let the dead bury the dead. That's a tough little verse of scripture. Wonder what it means. I know this much, and I may not be able to explain what, but I know our Lord didn't say nothing wrong there. right? Because he never has and he never will. Right. Oh, 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 oh. Look look at what the man said. Suffer me first to go and uh, bury my father. Look at it. Does that say his daddy's dead? It doesn't say his daddy's dead. His daddy might have got a bad blood result, reporter. Uh, might have got a bad prognosis from that, but he's not dead yet. Lord, I'm to hang around here a few months or a year. I'm gonna make an announcement we don't have time to hang around and stall if we're going to serve Jesus. And so Jesus bluntly the Lord can say such blunt things I'm Let the dead bury the dead. That sounds scary to me. Let the dead bury the dead. Preacher, is the Lord encouraging dishonoring your daddy? I can answer that. No. No. The same Lord who just said, let the dead bury the dead, he told Paul one day, he said, Paul, pick up your pen, I want you to write something. He that provides not for his own household, you are gonna have to help me, is worse than an infidel. Sounds like the Lord breaks in taking care of your family. right? So whatever let the dead bury the dead means, got nothing to do with right. disrespecting. Your family. One of the last things Jesus did as he died on the cross, he looked down at his friend John and he said, John, behold your mother. Right. Yeah. That's Mary. Jesus' mother, Mary. Jesus is the only son in the family. Jesus is about to die. He's going to honor his mother. One of the last? John, take care of mama. Right. Yeah. And mama, you let yeah. Behold your son. Jesus believes in honoring and respecting your parents, his mother. So whatever it means, he's not teaching disrespect to think. Mean, if there's a lady here tonight, your husband's lost. You're saved, and you've been praying for him months, maybe even years. Here's the best way you'd witness to your husband. Hope I get an amen. Go home tomorrow cook him some pinto beans, cornbread, okra, and squash, and tell him you love him with all your heart. Right. I didn't get a whole lot of amens. <laughs> Peter says you'll best win him by your behavior. Right. I worked in the King James's conversation. Be good to him. Love him. And you'll be a whole lot you win him by good works, you win him by love. Hope I get more than you win him by a bunch of preaching and putting him down all the time. All right. uh, let the dead bury the dead. Quickly. Let me tell you what I think he means. Let the dead bury the dead. More likely this candidate for discipleship has got brothers and sisters. There are very few families in the Bible with one child. Yeah. Jacob. Let me think about that. Uh, I believe Jacob had 12 sons and one daughter. Uh, Typical. Typical. Uh, Psalm 127 says, You're blessed if your quiver is sore. Right. I have no idea what a quiver holds. But in the Bible days they believe that all I'm trying to say, not the only child yeah. how many of you believe somebody's lost they're dead in their trespasses and sins right. yeah. I believe Jesus is saying this let the spiritually dead bury your dead I'll give you time off you go for it. Give it but let the spiritually dead take care of the physically dead yeah. and you get busy you get busy following me can that make sense to anybody here I'm going to say something I don't know how it's going to sound the world needs more evangelists than it does morticians and the Lord doesn't want this fella being a mortician to get busy. you say preacher how do you know the Lord accepted you well, I want to show you that look at verse 22 it's the two words I skip. Follow me. Y'all see it? Yeah. Follow me. Oh, now, Lord, let me first go. I thought that just sort him right off. No, but the dead man, and follow me. But he didn't say that to the first fella, master. Oh, oh, notice what this man called Jesus. Uh, uh, it's, in, uh, it's in verse 21. What did this man call Jesus? Say it again. He called him Lord. Hope I get an amen. That's a whole lot better than teacher. That's a whole lot better. He's recognizing the deity of our Savior. Are y'all okay so far? The one I thought was in, Lord didn't encourage him a bit. The one I thought didn't have a chance, come on, follow me. Have y'all ever noticed? It's all right if you have. How preachers are so different from each other. Y'all are afraid to say much, I think. There's <laughs> a, a preacher there, there's a preacher here, right the belly, and bunch a preacher? Now, now, don't amen this. And you might not or even say you heard it here. Some preachers are mean. <laughs> I say some preachers of me been around a few of them, love and appreciate a few of them. But I'm glad that all preacher, some preachers, I need a real good amen. Some preachers are loving and kind and like to help folks grow in the Lord. And uh well, that just makes me want to follow him and be his disciple all the more. I got a loving kind, Lord Jesus Christ. All right. The sermon is two-thirds over. That means I... Honey, I didn't start my time. I can tell you're heart broken, so here we go. I have been preaching five seconds. We discussed two... But teach your disciples. One didn't make the cut. One did. Now, now, to the miracle, and we'll talk about it as quickly as I can. Verse twenty-three. And when he was entered into the ship, preacher, hand, he got in the boat. Yet. He said, "Let's go to the other side." But when he was entered into the ship, his disciples did what? Tell me. Wow. That's what disciples do. Right. They followed. Him. The, the Greek there for following it uses the word for road means they went up the same road he did got on the same ship he did. believed like he did followed like he and, and you know that's what I want to do how about y'all I want to go the same road Jesus is going well, they're getting them. getting on if I had time I'd define that word disciples maybe we can do it another night It is a beautiful, beautiful name. Uh, Verse 24. And behold. Remember, Matthew uses that word 11 times in these two chapters. It means look. And behold, there arose a great, give me the word. There arose a great what? Teepest in the sea. How bad is it? In so much the ship was covered with the waves. That word covered implies the waves were higher than the ship. Wave here, a wave here, the ship's in the middle, and and it is a dangerous situation. I gotta set this. Get in the boat, it's a command from me. We're going to the other side. Right. A storm. Terrible storm. Oh, I'm leaving out some words at the end of verse 24. Uh, Somebody help me find them. I just remember. But he was, somebody tell me. You don't mean it. (laughs) Storm going on. And the Lord, in the bottom of that boat, sound asleep. This is the time to talk about light sleepers and heavy sleepers, and, and but I, 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 I'm I not going to take the time to do it. The Lord is asleep. I'm assuming that means this. Y'all listen. I believe he was probably tired. So you don't want to amen him. No, but he's God. He don't get tired. He do- he's God, but he's God living in a human body. Right. Believe he ever got hungry? He didn't eat for 40 days. The temptation and afterward, the hungry. Yeah. Reckon he ever got thirsty? On the cross he said, I thirst. Right. Reckon he ever got physically weary? About noon in John 4, he's so tired he had to sit down by a whip. other reasons he sat down too there's a woman coming to be saved Jesus was tired he is touched Hebrews tells me he's touched with the feeling of our infirmities he knows how we feel and he's gone sound asleep in the bottom of this boat in a storm y'all know what's going to happen don't you Lord's going to handle the storm. Just tell me. Oh, oh, I want to point something out to you. I think it's interesting. Jesus is not the only prophet, and he is a prophet, he's that prophet greater than Moses. Promised right. in Deuteronomy 15. He's not the only prophet that went to sleep in the bottom of a ship right. in the middle of a storm. Uh this is a little Bible quiz. Somebody tell me another prophet in the Bible went to sleep in the bottom of a boat in the storm, and God's people said, John. John. I hear a half a dozen of you. Jonah. <laughs> Remember? Jonah went down in the belly of that ship. He sounded asleep. had to wake him up in the middle of a storm, but I gotta show you something. I am showing you the bright on Jesus. <clears throat> Jonah's asleep in the bottom of that ship in a storm. I need name amen. But Jonah is the cause of that storm. Yes. Right. Right. Jonah behaved himself with the big storm. Right. Jesus is asleep in the bottom of ship in the middle of a storm and he's not the cause of it he's going to be the cure for it Amen. he's going to come that's I'd say a greater than Jonah is here Amen. a greater than anybody is here our dear Savior Jesus is asleep verse 25 verse 25 did I say we're going through 28 I think I did and if I didn't let me go ahead and that we're making good progress verse 25 his disciples came to him and woke him saying, Lord, save us, we perish. Son, I want to take that in three steps. Lord, save us, we perish. Number one, they called him Lord. The word is curiosity. J-U-R-I-O-S. Curiosity. Uh, in Greek, and, and I may have explained it, here's the definition. A Greek lexicon will say it means, somebody say amen, the supreme one. Amen. He has supremacy. Now I've got to ask a question. It's almost a faith stretcher. Does anybody believe he's Lord over the weather? Amen. amen. Lord, they call him Lord in the middle of a storm. And may I say this, as they sing, "He'll be the Lord in the middle of your storms." You'll let him, right, right. Lord. And then watch this: "Save us, save us." They're not asking to be born again; right. they've already trusted. Save us, Soso. S O Z O is the is the verb there, and it means deliver us. Rest Lord, we're in a mess. Oh, time out, time out. I gotta ask a question. Did you all reckon that boat could have possibly sunk with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God on board? I think I agree with you. Not a way in the world that thing could have gone down. But sometimes anybody agree? our emotions get in the way of our faith don't they they're scared to death oh lord save us save us deliver us but it's these next two words that are problematic we perish we perish and the verb that he's used there doesn't simply mean we are going to die we're going to drown it is the same word that is used in John 3 16, for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him help me out should not perish. That means die and go to hell. Should not perish. By the way, if you have been sa- if you've been saved, I'll say it, if you've been saved, you're hell proof. Amen. 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 Never spend a moment in that terrible place called it. Lord save us we perish they say Lord would you deliver us from this Lord we're afraid we're gonna we're afraid we're gonna be this is a strong word I don't mean it in the wrong way we're afraid we're gonna lose everything we're we're afraid we're gonna John 3 16 like perish forever and eternity Lord save us we perish watch I'll have to hurry Uh, my bible's pages flip what verse am I in please 26 26. And he said unto them why are ye fearful you see that word fearful phobos p-h-o-b-o-s gives us phobia that is the normal word for fearful in the new testament this is not Phobos. It is a word that means "Why are you terrorized? Why are you panicked? Why are you falling to pieces? Why are ye fearful?" And then look what he calls them. I want you to help me with it. Oh ye of, oh ye of, y'all tell me. Oh ye of little faith. He calls them. In Greek that's oligos pistos it's two words takes to he really called them a bunch of Taian little faiths why what's wrong with you group of little faiths oh ye of little faith I've got to close the message I realize that I do. Of course, I've only been preaching the live minutes. <laughs> the Lord, a lot of things He let slide. He's a God of mercy and grace and understanding. But there's one thing Jesus always noticed. I'm going to spell it and get you to tell me what I, He always noticed F A I T H two times in the Gospels I have not seen such great faith yeah. he notices great faith neither time was it a Jew neither time was it a, uh, uh, there, is a uh, there is a Syrophoenician woman a rank Gentile wow. great faith and then there is a centurion Gentile great faith oh not seeing great faith So Jesus notices great faith. He also notices no faith. No faith is the New Testament word unbelief. In Capernaum, in his hometown, he he could not do many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Means no faith. He recognizes great faith. Oh, I'd like to have that. He recognizes no faith. In fact, would you agree? Without faith, you can't even get saved. Right. Oh, that wasn't good enough. Amen. For by grace are you saved through right. faith in the Lord Jesus. It'll take me 90 seconds to say this, but I need to say it. A dump truckload of faith in Buddha will send you to hell. Right. A teaspoon full of faith in Jesus will land you in heaven. Amen. It's not how much you got. It's in whom you're placed. Right. Your faith. But after we're saved, in fact I'm, I'm exaggerating, a teaspoon full of faith Probably a mustard seed would do it.